Welcome to Silverline Behind the Frame, episode number 27. I'm Josiah Ness, and in this episode, we got to sit down with our good friend, Chris Gethin. Chris is one of the leaders in the fitness industry, as well as a very successful entrepreneur, having founded Cage Muscle Supplements and co-founding a health club franchise called Chris Gethin Gyms. He's constantly sharing his extensive knowledge through books, podcasts, and daily posts online. And in this episode, he shares his insight to how he started in his fitness and health lifestyle, as well as how he paired that with his business endeavors. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Behind the Frame, the silver line behind the frame. And today we have a special guest that we're super excited to have on here, which is Chris Gethin. Uh, been good friends for a couple years now and done a bunch of work with them and and uh, happy to have him on here because of just his journey of what he's done and the different stuff that he's built from his supplement company to his personal brand and everything else that he's involved with. Um, he runs a crazy life, um, traveling all over the place and impacting a lot of lives too. So Chris, why don't you uh, give us a little insight on on your life and what you're doing and the things you're involved with right now. Thank you, my man. I probably don't travel as much as you guys. You guys <laughs> seem to be all over the shop as well from what I see online. And it looks a lot more adventurous. Uh, but yeah, I, I got into, uh, like, you could call it the bodybuilding industry um, uh, just over 20 years ago. I was uh, racing motocross for about 10, 12 years. And it was kind of an injury to my back, put an end to that career. Hmm. And uh, by default, I started physio, because I tried osteopaths, chiropractors, ev everything like that. Nothing worked. Nothing alleviated me of the pain until I went to physio. So weight training, resistance training alleviated me of the pain and uh, kind of got into it that way. Then went to college. The weird accent comes from Wales. And then uh, I moved overseas to just to, to explore what I could do with those qualifications that were internationally recognized because there's no way I was going to do anything. I grew up on a farm, you know. Uh -huh. There's nothing right. local to me that I could uh, explore. And uh, we didn't have the internet. So based on what the information that I got from college and what I was reading in ma his magazines and then putting all of that context into application upon myself by competing in uh, bodybuilding, using that as my sense of urgency, got me out of Wales, got me out of drugs, got me out of a lot of alcohol that I was going through at that time because I'd had this adrenaline fix for motocross, mm -hmm. which was a part of my identity, and I didn't have that identity anymore. So right. I started getting that adrenaline uh, fix mm. uh, every, everywhere else. Wow. So that kind of took me out of the country. Uh, I was working on cruise liners for a while, lived in Australia for a while, and then uh, decided to kind of give up everything to take up journalism within this industry yeah. uh, by moving to the mecca of bodybuilding, Golds <laughs> and uh, Venice Beach yeah. and all that sort of stuff and seeing all the freaks and uniques down there. It was quite the experience. It's eye-opening huh. for yeah. me. And, uh, and then I got a, a, a job opportunity as, as the editor-in-chief of Bodybuilding.com here in Boise, which eventually led me here. Wow, I did not yeah. know that. What, yeah. what year was that? 2007, I got the job opportunity, and that's when I moved up here. Okay. I um because I I was writing for publications, I was shooting for publications. I then published my own magazine, which was called Cage Muscle, because I was heavily involved in MMA and bodybuilding, so I yeah. combined the both. And because the then you know founder Ryan DeLuca noticed that, and I was doing freelance work for Bodybuilding.com as well, he asked me to uh, interview for the position. That's awesome. And and through those times, I mean, that's obviously it's a quick summary of a lot of different stuff. And I was just listening to actually one of your podcasts about kind of that whole progression. I mean, it, it there's a lot going into that. But 
um, you you had mentioned there are some reasons of of why you're able to to drive that far in so many different arenas. I mean, it's you can't just go off and and start something yourself without having some drive or some sort of motivation or or um, you know an extra level of uh, that you have to put into something to make it happen. Like you can't, you're not just, you know, given stuff and how, like, how did you have that drive over all those years going into all these different industries and not, you know, giving up when you got these things coming against you and everything? Well, well, I'm, I'm quite different now to what I used to be, but I, I always wanted to stay distracted on all my college or my school reports always used to say, Chris is re- really easily distracted. But I'd <laughs> use that to my advantage to try uh. to put my finger in a lot of pies because I was never really able to excel at one thing, but I thought maybe collectively I could. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to be distracted because when I'd think too much, I'd always say it would make me think too much. And when you do, sometimes you get bad thoughts. They're not all good th- thoughts. There's a lot of negativity there. So I liked distraction. Distraction worked for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, by you know tr- trying to persist in various areas, you know, competing in natural bodybuilding, uh, you know, having my own publication, working for other companies with you know within the publication industry, served me well. It was as much therapeutic as it was a business decision. Yeah. It made me feel good. Mm. That's the reason why I weight train. It's not because I want big pecs, because it makes me feel good. I overtrain a lot of the time because I need that fix mm. every day. And you know, if you want that fix from something that feeds you in a healthy way, you should pursue that because otherwise, why life can be a white knuckle ride and you could go to drugs, alcohol, right. wha- whatever, you know, and that that's I know that's close to me. I could mm-hmm. go that way. So I like to just you know, do a lot of things to stay distracted, uh, to keep me disciplined. Mm-hmm. And I like to practice various forms of discipline, not because it may have an instant return, but it'll have a transcendence return in other areas of my life. If I'm disciplined here, then I'll be disciplined in other areas, especially when I'm doing things that I don't want to do, like meditation. You know, mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. be more disciplined to follow it through. Gotcha. Mm. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah, that was kind of funny when you were talking about going to bodybuilding.com and being being on their team because uh, a long time ago before we started Silverline, I actually applied for a job at bodybuilding.com because that's when they're starting to grow their media team. And then the sample footage that they gave me to basically create and edit and you know to kind of show, show off some of my work was one of you. I think it was one of your first trainers. Um, I'd have to pull it up to see exactly what exactly the which twelve one. week hardcore yeah. video. I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, that they filmed and they were putting together. So they gave it to me, and I was like, "Oh, this guy looks badass." <laughs> started putting <laughs> the video together for him, but it's just kind of funny how you started there, and then the first time I actually saw you was through them giving me your footage and, and seeing your trainer. So it's kind of a, kind of a weird. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It was there. meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> it is. <laughs> What was uh so when you when you're going through bodybuilding.com and starting your own uh, tr- uh was it you're starting your own training at that point or um, workouts or what was how did that kind of progress through the video trainers you mean mm-hmm. yeah well I was competing in bodybuilding and uh up until yeah it, so th- I started filming that in 2009 2008 I I I'd compete 2006 and 2008 I competed in the natural uh, bodybuilding world championships in Canada then I decided, you know what, I'm not getting much satisfaction out of this. And 2009, I made it my last bodybuilding show, which I won here, which was the Idaho uh, titles. 
And again, I was like, you know, it's just an abyss. Mm. So I would get ready for something. I'd put my everything into it. And it didn't matter if I got first, didn't matter if I got second. I'd still have that abyss of depression after because you're so focused, you're so disciplined. And this is all that matters as opposed to being in the journey. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't serving me well. I never really enjoyed competing. I liked the actual uh, the accountability, the sense of urgency. You mm. better be ready or you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah. And um, wha- so so when, I, you know, there was only like 30 of us in the offices at bodybuilding.com to yeah. begin with when I started there. And no one was com- really competing at any decent level. So Ryan DeLuca kind of pushed me in front of the camera to say, we need these video trainers. This will be a big hit. And cool. reluctantly, in the beginning, I, I, I did it. Didn't like it. But, you know, in hindsight, I'm so glad that he did mm-hmm. because it has helped me get the awareness out there, the platform now knowing that there's social networks. Uh, you know, because I remember back in, God, like 2010, uh, somebody, Crystal Matthews at bodybuilding.com said, you should get a fan page. I'm like, a fan page? <laughs> I'm not going to create that? a fan page. It's <laughs> stupid. And, and then, you know, eventually I did. I should have got a, there a little bit earlier maybe. Uh, but like at now I really do appreciate the platforms. They can be a help or a hindrance. Right. But you can help so many people. You can reach so many more people as opposed to just who's in your gym or your client or you write for within a magazine. It's just a platform that people can kind of Google search Mm -hmm. and then they listen to you and make their own unbiased decision whether they should apply what you put out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Nice. So then how's the tie from that stuff into cage muscle with the supplement? So when I was doing the video trainers, I knew that now I had a responsibility. (laughs) first time in my life I was responsible (laughs) Uh, so I knew that obviously if I'm suggesting a supplement then it better be good so I would test these uh, supplements it cost me you know, it depended on the country that I was getting them tested in but like for instance in the UK it cost me like 250 uh, pounds to get a supplement tested cost me about 354 here and I'd go to other companies that were independent that would test them for me mm-hmm. and I was surprised that some of the companies that we've never really heard of they're not well known were testing great they were awesome and I was really happy mm. about that but then there was these well-known brands that we all thought were the best they had the best reviews uh, that were coming out really bad, hmm. you know, underdosed. You know, there's spiking, a lot of amino spiking going on then. So that's when I was like measuring my own single form ingredients wow. uh, and, and, and putting them into my own concoctions. But then I realized, well, this isn't easy. This isn't applicable to most people. They can't do this. So that's when we started discussing with my now partners, Brian Rand, who is a formulator at bodybuilding.com. He formulated like the Jim Stepani line, the Platinum Series there, wow. and the CFO, uh, that was it, Michael McLean. And we decided, okay, should we give this a go? Let's see if we can come out with something with better ingredients that are out there on the market and see if we can actually live on the profits because we knew we wouldn't have money to put into marketing. We'd be able to afford to put it into the products to get a good product because right. you can't do both. Right. It's impossible to yeah. do both and make a, marg- uh, make, a, make a margin. So we all decided that we're okay on razor-sharp margins. Let's do this. Let's see if it's possible. So then we uh, launched after 18 months of sourcing and testing from various countries, such yeah. as India, Bali, and, and here, California. 
um, and putting it out there, starting with our single form amino acids. But we shook the tree with it <laughs> because I told yeah. the industry that the BCAAs out there, the vast majority on the market and the glutamine, are derived either from animal fur, the amino acids, that is, uh, bird feathers or human hair. And people were in shock. Yeah. Everybody within my industry that are supplement formulators or brand yeah. owners know this, but a lot of the people didn't. So it shook the tree in a right way. People started to listen. And uh, once they tried the products that we slowly expanded to you know, what, you, what we have today, uh, all with natural flavors and colors, patented ingredients, organic ingredients, fermented ingredients, uh, it's it's slowly worked. It's picking up traction. You know, it, it, we would like to get it out to a bigger audience, but without a budget mm -hmm. to really market it, obviously it's hard because guess what? Everyone's telling you that they got the best <laughs> supplements. Right. You know, it's just totally. is what yeah. it is. Huh? Because it's such a wow. it's such a um, a big industry. I mean, it's just it's it's massive. And how I guess even with with you guys, when you have the quality there and you need to get it out to people, like what's what seems to be the best way that you guys have found to be able to compete or at least to, to play with these, these bigger companies that have, you know, been around for a while and, you know, as far as promoting or getting your name out there or getting products in the hands of people, like what, what seems to kind of work and what's kind of the stuff you guys had to go through for that? Well, it's unfortunate because what does work is promotions. Yeah. But every time we put out a promotion, we lose so much money, but we yeah. have to take that front-end hit um, right, so right. In, in order to get it out there and uh, you know being price price sensitive yeah is uh, definitely works but we can't do that because you know when people say well the cage muscle products are kind of expensive I have to explain well ours are actually the cheapest in the world and we're going to be very transparent now yeah. we're gonna actually going to put this content out on how much each of these ingredients cost us Okay, wow. from the formulation, from the manufacturing to putting it out there right. uh, in in uh, people's uh, cupboards. So the one thing that does separate us from the other brands is um, the content, the amount of content that we put out. You know, we put out video trainers, like daily video trainers. Yeah. That uh, you guys actually shot, yeah, <laughs> and uh, did a very good job uh, because it it gives people the opportunity to understand training, nutrition, yeah. hydration rest, recovery, supplementation is the last portion of that. Obviously, if you don't have those, those foundation, foundational uh, pieces in there, supplements aren't going to do anything. Right. I always say supplements are like 3 maybe 5% of your gains, your recovery, your performance. Uh, the rest comes from everything else I, I, I mentioned there. Yeah. So we do that. We do guides. We have emails that go out, and I have some columns in publications uh, mm -hmm. So we, j I just try to. I'm not a, I'm not a marketing master. I'm a content king. So I just put out the content. Yeah. And then you know it's up to the unbiased decision of the consumer, uh, of the reader or the listener, uh, the viewer to to take the supplement or not. It's up to them. You know. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I'm not going to push them one way or the other. I've never been so bold and brash to say just this program <laughs> or just this supplement. Right. Some great companies out there, and I don't mind shouting them out like Nutribio, great company. They're doing it the right way. Hmm. We're not trying to fight against other supplement companies. We're trying to fight against supplement companies that are doing it wrong. Yeah. But at the end gotcha. of the day, we're all trying to fight, you know, the fast food restaurants and the couch and procrastination. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Huh. And is that, is that why so much of the stuff you put out is, is free? I mean, there's, I feel like there's a lot of people that still, you know, charge for trainers and charge for all that stuff. Like what's, What's that motivation behind what you're doing to 
to give so much of the stuff away to for free to other people? Uh, because, like, you know, number one, um, as a kid growing up, I really wish there was somebody out there to help me. I didn't have any money. I couldn't afford supplements. Could afford b- dry baked potatoes and tins of tuna, <laughs> you know. And yeah. you know there wasn't the internet. I'd just have to look at a magazine and see that before and after picture and look at the supplement next to it and go, "Darn it, can't afford that supplement," or you know, c- can't afford the content that's being put out there. Mm-hmm. And it started to be charged. And I've got nothing against people charging for content. Sure. You've got to make a living. Yeah. Right. You're a personal trainer, especially if you're a qualified trainer. There's a lot of people out there that are putting out content and they're charging for it. Uh, specific to performance training, whatever, but they're mm-hmm. not qualified trainers. Yeah. I like to see a hybrid of both. Yeah, you do it. You know, you put the mileage behind the knowledge. Mm-hmm. That is fine. But you have some certification of a governing body to say, you've done the work. I don't mean some sort of online program that you can get in two weeks. Right. I had to study it for three years full time. So, of course, I get a little bit pissed <laughs> off when there's people out there totally. charging crazy amounts for their programs because they got a great booty, you know, right. or they got awesome six-pack abs. Some of these people, you know, some of the best bodybuilders in the world, are, you know, ha- I would never have them as a coach. Hmm. No hmm. way. Yeah. They can't teach. Right. They can't encourage. They can't co- hold you accountable, but they could be amazing athletes. I like to see a bit of both. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. And what's the... I guess as you're building the the brand even of of uh of caged muscle, I mean you have all these different things also like you said, it kind of hands in different stuff as well. Um, like with the the gyms opening up. I mean, was that um it it seemed kind of a, a progression that led to that point of, of necessity in that location, but was that did you kind of know that that was going to be the way things were going to go or how did that kind of come about uh no i had no idea that i was going to open a gym franchise in india <laughs> of all places uh yeah. you know after spending i spent a few years there training a lot of these bollywood stars right and then based on the recognition they were getting in the, in the press you know tv and stuff like that i started flying in other personal trainers based on the demand that we were hmm. getting from other celebrities wanting the same transformations because i hadn't seen anything like that in that country but I quickly recognized by traveling through the country, a lot of the gym facilities weren't maintained. They weren't looked after. The personal trainers weren't recognized. They weren't educated. Yeah. And some, sometimes rightfully so, they weren't recognized. Um, but th- you know, there's a, they're a passionate bunch. They're very motivated. They're driven. But there's a lot of misconstrued education that's there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I, I was just there, there doing a tour recently and everybody's talking to me about the keto diet. It's the buzzword there. However, it's been definitely translated into a wrong meaning there because hmm. it gives oh, yeah. them the justification to eat any type of fried food and fat. And Bring on the fat. Yeah, oh, exactly. Like, uh. I'm like, yeah, that may be kind of ketosis, but you're going to have a heart attack, guys. This mm, is yeah. supposed to be healthy. I don't care if you're a vegan, vegetarian, following intermittent fasting, keto, or anything. As long as it's healthy. Yeah. You know, you can be totally. a very unhealthy vegan. Yeah. You know, there's a <laughs> right. lot of voids that, that comes with that. That's why you have to, you know, mix and match a lot of your proteins and your fiber and supplement. Um, yeah. You know, it just I- is what it is. So um, we thought, you know, myself and my business partner, Jag, you know, we figured we definitely need to do something about this. 
Um, I know what I want within a gym, and I opened my first gym back in 2003 in Australia. I'd been there and done it before. And he owns a company called London Residentials, residing from London, but he's an mm. Indian native. And uh, so we kind of put our heads together and thought, let's put together academies. Let's have these places where the personal trainers can become, become educated and are as accountable mm. Mm -hmm. to that education as the personal, right. as the clients are to the trainers. Yeah. So we have this ongoing process of education and, you know, to the standards that are international, not India. You know, we uh, have by far yeah. the best gym franchise or any gyms and trainers in India. There's no doubt about it. But we want to make sure it's kind of the world's best. That, that's, the, mm. that's the idea. That's the goal. And we hand select all the equipment, very high end, whether it be hammer strength or pre-core or life fitness, <laughs> uh, you know, to ensure it has the best and it's got good architectural design. But more than anything, it's like even though it's a franchise, it's very, very important that we have the support from each franchisee. They communicate with each other, cool. have yeah, internal yeah. competitions, and it's a family atmosphere. So we have that. Whenever we have an opening, it's like the other franchisees show up and celebrate that opening. Wow. It doesn't happen yeah. in a lot of companies, so that's something yeah. that we want to maintain. And uh, it's definitely progressing. You know, What I see in India is exactly what happened in the U.S. in the 80s where you'll have the you know, Hollywood stars, well, in this case, the Bollywood stars, in shape, on screen. Now everybody wants to get in shape like mm. them. Mm. Yeah. So now we have these platforms that we're growing in order for them to get the right information. So we just opened our eighth facility. We have a ninth opening. If not next month, the month after, things run a little bit late in India, yeah. in Indian Standard Time. Right. What what was the the pull for India? Because I know you've been over there a lot. You've spent a lot of time over there, um, done trainers <coughs> over there the whole nine. What was what was that pull initially? Yeah, for for India. Yeah. Well, initially I uh, launched a written a book called Body by Design, and I did a launch over there into uh, end of two thousand and ten, uh, and so once I, I attended this expo, did that. One of the celebrities, Riddick Roshan, read that book. Because mm. my now business partner gave him his copy of the book. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Nice. And uh, and then he contacted uh, Jag and said, I, "I want this guy to transform me. You know, I've been binge eating, I've been smoking, I've put on a huge amount of weight, I've had this major back issues, uh, two ruptured discs, and uh, I'm shooting my next movie called Krish, K R or K H." R-I-S-H, no, K-R-I-S-H, two. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it shot the one, he had to do a second one, but it it's an action yeah. uh, role which requires a lot of stunts and he's up on these cables being pulled in every direction. Wow. Can it be done in 12 weeks? And uh, <laughs> when I was called f to do this, <coughs> I, I, I was like, Riddick who? Never heard of him. You know, he's like the Brad Pitt of India. <laughs> and uh, I flew over there and had a, because uh, I have to do in-person uh, consultation to see if this guy, I'm pretty good at reading people, see if he's serious. And he was serious. And nine weeks later, you know, I thought 12 weeks, but he was very intuitive to his body. He was very easy to work with. Mm. We transformed in nine weeks. And those before and after pictures just hit the headlines and just yeah. went berserk. It just wow. went insane from that position on. And that's when we started training other celebs over there, flying in the trainers. And <laughs> that's how it kind of manifested from there. I only went there to be there for three months, ended up being there over three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. That's it was crazy. It was an insane time. And, and when you were training 
other people, um, I mean, obviously you've kept a very uh, regimented, you know, training even for yourself or changing for different type of endeavors and stuff. And, and I feel like there's a lot of people that do, you know, train, but they seem to be, you know, you have your body, more bodybuilding type training, and then you have kind of like sports and outdoor or just uh, uh, other types of, of physical endeavors, I guess. And so it seems, at least from what I've seen, the combination of those two, like what you do, seems somewhat unique. Is, is that actually, or just, is it, is it, is there a reason that it's, um, I guess, how do you feel about that kind of combination that you've been able to do? Is that somewhat unique or does it seem to be growing more to be more well-rounded like that? It, it is somewhat unique, but it is growing. Like if you look at, you know, hybrid athleticism we're talking about now, yeah. where, you know, you're a more heavily set person, like I'm 220 pounds. However, you know, I'll go and do like an Ironman triathlon, yeah. for instance. Uh, you don't see that. Yeah. You know, you mm -hmm. d I definitely didn't see it when I was in, in the event anyway. Um, <laughs> for sure. And, uh, and, and the one since then. Uh, but it's definitely growing now. Like we can see it with CrossFitters. CrossFitters yeah. are doing a little bit more triathlon-based off-season yeah. training. Yeah. And those, Mix of training. Yeah. yeah, those guys and girls are big, mm -hmm. but they're extremely fit, versatile athletes, and I yeah. love that. You know, yeah. especially those top-tier guys. And uh, you know, I, now like I used to get a lot of satisfaction being at an expo and people lining up and saying, "Yeah, I did a competition and I did a transformation here, my pictures." But now they're mm -hmm. coming up to me saying here's my medal i just completed the boston marathon mm -hmm. or now wow. i've just done an ironman triathlon or 70.3 yeah man that is so satisfying you know it's, i'm so satisfied <coughs> from that because you know let's face it anyone can do a bodybuilding show there's no vetting process you know you can go and compete and still look shit i'm not saying they all look shit mm -hmm. but like when you're getting ready for an ultra marathon an iron man you can't fake that yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's not as if <laughs> you can say yeah. well i'll train half-heartedly and do yeah. it ain't happening. can't just look the part you have right. to do yeah. the part. yeah for sure you yeah. have to suffer yeah. in order to witness that success like big mm -hmm. time yeah. so i get so much satisfaction now and all it is is basically we all think of things as impossibilities. We all do. We mm -hmm. all have doubts. We all have excuse. It's just it's just our nature. But as soon as you just open that possibility into some people's minds and their lives that they may thought about to begin with, right. but now they've got that excuse to make that an impo uh, an, an opportunity. Yeah. So many more people doing it. You know, it's like breaking, you know, the the it was it the four minute mile or whatever. You know? Right. You know, you one with some when someone makes that adjustment to break a record, all of a sudden everybody does it. Someone deadlifts eight hundred pounds or a thousand pounds, now more people do. And th mm -hmm. I just think that's what's happening now with the hybrid athleticism. As more and more people do it, yeah. then more and p more people are going to compete in it, which yeah. I think they should because bodybuilders shouldn't just sit in their asses. Okay, if you want to be an IFBB pro and compete on the Olympia stage, then you've got a different goal. But for the majority of us mm -hmm. who think that uh, cardio is the devil <laughs> because I'm going to wither away, it's, it's definitely not yeah. true. You just have to eat and supplement and train a different way as a hybrid athlete, not just like a bodybuilder and not just like an endurance athlete. It has to be right. quite different. Right, mm -hmm. like you were saying before, you got to be hard to kill. <laughs> got to be hard to kill, man. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. A, that's definitely the mental aspect. Yeah. And that's why competing in stuff, you know, something like an ultra marathon, mm -hmm. makes you harder to kill. You uh, you are resilient. If you are in that sauna dealing with heat 
for 30 minutes, maybe you're in there on an assault bike as well. Well, guess what? When you're doing yeah. that ultra marathon or Ironman or Spartan, whatever it is in that crazy heat, you've already mm -hmm. gone through the process. You know what it's like to be uncomfortable. Yep. So now you're comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that I suggest to people that isn't going to have an immediate benefit from that thing, right. whether it be like hot or cold thermogenesis. It's just being disciplined to go through those uncomfortable circumstances right. will have that transcendent effect in the future in times where you'll have to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But you've been there. You've done yeah. it before. You'll persist and come it's through. Gonna, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And because uh, I feel like there's there's a lot of those little tips and tricks and stuff that you've put out even on Instagram and the things that you're doing. But I guess for some people, it might seem like a lot of, of different stuff between, you know, running businesses, training yourself, training other people, you know, putting out content. Like, how do you, how do you manage that many different things when you're and and keep you know your health doesn't go down because that's important too and, and all that kind of stuff like how do you kind of keep that all up I, I don't work as hard as i used to i try to be a little bit smarter i'm very good at putting people around me that's smarter than me that's not hard that's mm -hmm. not difficult mm -hmm. um and um the delegation is obviously a big big part of it I just say no to a lot more things than I than I, yeah. I than I used to. I just try to be more efficient. I work smarter instead of that harder. You know, when we're communicating, I'm doing the voice notes. I'm on the WhatsApp because <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. texting on a text message is so inefficient, uh -huh. and I need that time. And yeah. maybe I only need that time just to have downtime, just to mm -hmm. relax, just mm -hmm. to chill. Otherwise, I'm working from six in the morning till nine in the evening. I I don't want to do that anymore. I've done that. And yeah. I worked, I remember, for th almost five years. It was three years consistently. I didn't take a weekend off. So I've been through the sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 45 years old now. I don't want to continue. You know, I could do, for sure. But now, like you said, I'm trying to focus on my health, meditation, mm -hmm. um, you know, making sure that I get the sunlight at sunset or uh, you know, sunrise. Right. I want to do my, my sauna. I want to relax. I want to stretch more. I want to do yoga. There's a little things in there, and obviously my training is very important to me. So I don't want to feel like I'm always rushed, doing stuff, being busy, burning a candle at both ends, and having no sleep, and then tapping myself on the back because I'm a warrior, you know? Because I've been there, and mm -hmm. uh, now I'm just thinking, okay, how can I do this for the long haul now? How can I have my right. longevity? Mm. How can I make the decisions today heal my future? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's it's building up for stuff in the coming down the road yeah exactly you know that's why I like i add stem cells earlier earlier in the year it's not so much to fix stuff is to prevent stuff mm. you know mm. so i had it in all the places that i know that's gonna go through wear and tear my elbows my knees my shoulders had the systemic iv as well mm. and uh, i'll probably do that every year and a half or two years if i can afford it you know it's not cheap that's why I have to go outside of the country to do it uh, because I couldn't afford it yeah. in the U.S., that's for sure. Um, and uh, I just think of all those things as, as an investment. You know, we invest in a lot of things that are materialistic or can help financially. Of course, we need some money, but I just need enough to get by. But I need to have, you know, I'll look after my health. But it isn't cheap to eat organic or you know, humane raised or organically grown or anything like that. So I need to make a little bit of money to invest in those things. But that's an investment in my health and my future. Because I don't want to get to the age of 80 or 90 or 100 
with regrets and say, you know what, I should have worked harder. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen. Or I should have spent more time on Instagram. Probably not going to happen. But I really wish I spent more time being able-bodied so mm. I could seek adventure, so I could go on hikes right. and uh, be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a <coughs> since you kind of hit on both um, lifestyles, you know, a lot of people, you know, in different t- uh, different areas of their life with being, you know, grind. Burn the candle at both ends, grind your way, grind your way. That's the entrepreneur then, spirit. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's the, it's the big thing. It's trendy. What yeah. would what would you say to you that that man, however long ago that was, when you were doing that, burning both ends, just running, running, running? What would you say to then now that you've gone through all that and you're in a different spot now in your life and tr- like you said, trying to make the long game? Yeah. What, see, what would you say? See, to that, that? see, that's a very interesting question, and I never really have the answer to it because I always feel. Hadn't I gone through the suffering and burning the candle and going through the the shitty times? Like when I got kicked out of the country at one point because my uh, <laughs> lawyer hadn't uh, extended for the extension. Wow! Couldn't get back in. Lost, foreclosed my house. Had to give up my pets and everything like that. Wow. But I always think, hadn't all those things happened, maybe I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. Maybe I wouldn't have met my fiance, Sybil. Maybe all these things wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think like that. You know, these things are. Put in front of us for a reason they can test us Mm -hmm. uh you know you never know the reason behind it when you're in it because all you can think is frustration and anger and why me Mm -hmm. but i think there's a underlying message to it all so i really don't think i'd change anything to be honest with you cool maybe i would have uh drunk less alcohol (laughs) (laughs) the the, the way back yeah Yeah, so i could remember some of those years (laughs) right yeah Right. Not, not forgetting all those last nights. You're like, oh, I know, you know, it's what, like, what, what th- yeah, there's a there's a period between the age of like 20 to 25. I don't really remember, you know. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I remember my childhood very, very easily. But I was like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know now. Yeah. yeah. And it was that much, uh, I guess, coming from from that uh, um, Welsh background. Was there any type of, um, I guess, preconceived ideas or kind of what? normally people would do or not to generalize but just i mean was there anything that you kind of had to go go over just being from there i mean some people say oh i'm from this place i'm in that place like you can still create your own you know future but was there stuff that you kind of had to to get past it all through just for coming from that background at all uh, yeah for being in wales obviously where i was at that time there wasn't a future as being a personal trainer you know i had to move yeah. D- I could have just moved away from where I was and moved to another part of Wales, but I really wanted to get out of the culture of the binge drinking and the partying. Mm-hmm. This is when the rave scene had just started, and I was heavily mm-hmm. involved in that. Hadn't started in the U.S. until 98. It yeah. started over there in like 91, 92, and I was in it. Uh. I've been to a music festival every year since 92. And... Um, you know, I, I I knew that I had to completely change my social surroundings yeah. in order to separate myself because I'd always say on a Monday, that's it, I'm not partying again. Come Thursday, a couple of phone calls a day, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, boom, gone. Man. Even though I was training hard at this time during yeah. the week, obviously the weekends would go off and I was just making no progress. Hmm. And, I c- and you know what? I couldn't even recognize that it was the drinking or the alcohol because I'm like, well, I'm going good throughout the week. I'm eating perfect and I'm training hard. I'm only taking weekends off. Uh, but uh, it was affecting me that much, obviously, wow. because the second that I kind of knocked it on the head is when I started making progress. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm very, very thankful for my upbringing. 
on the farm and uh, on Wales because it did make me independent. I'd mm. never worked well in team sports, never been good up close or around a crowd. Uh, you know, that's what drove me into motocross, then downhill mountain biking, then love, you know, snowboarding. I'd go mm. overseas snowboarding, heliboarding a couple of times in Gulmarg in really? India. Yeah, nice. I loved that. And I went to, to France by myself as well. Yeah. So I've always been comfortable like that. And then obviously, you know, Ironman and uh, bodybuilding and ultramarathon mm. or whatever, you know, it's like it's an individual thing. I like that, the competitiveness against yourself. Yeah. And I know that I got that from having to be your own company on the farm, go and play in the fields yeah. and uh, seek adventure, hmm. you know, and, uh, so, and I like that and having to get up early and be disciplined and you had to go and feed the animals because guess what, doesn't matter if it's cold or if it's raining or it's snowing, you don't get out there, they die. Uh, then you die because you've got <laughs> right. nothing to feed yourself yeah. with, you know. Yeah. Totally. So I like that. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's a when people say, oh, I can't go out, it's too cold or it's raining or anything like that. I, 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 you know, I try not to be judgmental, but I'm thinking, man, you are so weak. Mm. What is wrong with you? Mm. Your skin is waterproof. Wrap up if you're freaking cold. Unwrap if you're freaking hot. Just <laughs> get the fuck out there. And you know, yeah. sorry, I don't, I'm, I don't know <laughs> if I'm allowed to swear. <laughs> right. But you know, I always think, okay, it's snowing outside. You know, you do yeah. ultra marathon. It's like, yeah. okay, let's lace up. It's great. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. Put the torch on if it's dark. It's it's it's, it's great because it's at those moments I think that you're able to listen to your own thoughts that we don't listen to anymore <laughs> because we're right. always in conversation, we're distracted when we're eating, we're reading. We never listen up here. So when you go for that run or that bike or anything like that, no headphones, you can just hear the sound of your breath, your feet on the surface, whatever you're running on, mm. and you listen to your thoughts for a change. Yeah. You know, so you understand, okay, this is my personality, this is my characteristics, this is what I may need to work on, this is okay, whatever. Other than then, you can you know. Other than those times, you kind of learn like you lose all relationship with yourself and who you really are. Mm -hmm. So I, I, li I like those moments, and uh, I think I, I definitely got that from being in Wales for sure. Hmm. Right, that's awesome. You know, and, and sometimes you look at the way that you know. And this is me just getting older. You look at the way the world is going, how everything's easier. It's supposed to be easier, but more people are getting depressed, more people are getting mm. sick. And, right. uh, you know, and with a lot of the complaints that come today, you think, God, is this a cultural thing? Because I come from Wales? No, it's happening around the world. Mm. Just is what it is. So we've got right. to do whatever we can, like you said, to apply these different forms of, uh, it's hormesis, these stresses. Mm. You know, cold is a stress. Heat is a stress. Working out is a stress. Hit cardio is a stress. Yeah. And those all have benefits to you. You know, if you do it for a prolonged period, yeah, it, mm -hmm. can, it can kill you. But we know for sure, science has shown us, that all of these short forms of stress have mm. a benefit. But you've got to be disciplined mm. right. in order to, to do them, you know. But if you want to live a better, healthier, longer life, then do it. It's a small sacrifice for that success. Mm -hmm. What yeah. kind of stuff are you doing now? Like, are you, because I know you did a couple of the marathons. You've done a bunch of the running, different stuff. What's your kind of that, that, do you have another one coming up that you're my goal, training for? My goal this year is to have no goals, no competition. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Because, like, I've been competing yeah. in something since, like, the age of seven. Wow. Every, every single year. Mm. So I thought, you know what? I don't want the pressure this year. I just want to enjoy the training, mm -hmm. you know, and I apply different things, like I said, with meditation because that's difficult. Mm -hmm. Everyone says they've meditated. Not many people say they meditate because it's freaking hard. 
So is there other forms of recovery activity and enjoying my training, mm -hmm. putting on a bit of size again now, going out for the run. I was down in uh, LA this week, so running along Huntington Beach in the morning. It's phenomenal. Cool, yeah. So I'm just trying to sit back and enjoy that a little bit more yeah. and refrain from saying, sign me up, because mm. that's what I always do and put pressure upon myself. Right. Like, right. Uh, you know, and sometimes my schedule doesn't allow me to put in the full amount of training that I'd like to, but, you know, I just like... You know, for me, crossing that finish line, you know, at the ultra marathon, yeah. regardless of where I finish, yeah. that's a win for me. Cool. Oh yeah. That is a win. So, and I've I've been able to overcome that now because it always had to be, unless you're on the podium or unless you're first place, forget it. You're a loser. Mm -hmm. So I think that comes with age. Yeah. That you just cannot excel in everything. You just cannot. It's impossible. Definitely not yeah. for me. Uh, so just participating and finishing. And enjoying that journey and that process—that's that's a win. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's awesome. And you had mentioned something in your um, podcast as well about that. I guess kind of uh, struck me was that you were saying that you didn't have a lot of talents, and and where does that kind of? I mean, because people look at it as like, oh, he's done all this kind of stuff, and it's like when it comes down to it, it comes down to a different type of uh, quality. It's not necessarily just having talents. So what what it I guess where does that kind of statement come uh, um, come from? Well, I, I, I don't know. Well, I've, I've yeah, I definitely don't have like the genetic ability to be like a good bodybuilder or anything like that. Thicker waist, um, you know, not much depth to the muscles or anything like that. So my strength is always recognizing my weaknesses. I know that mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm good at recognizing the weaknesses. Uh, you know, for instance, when when I was competing in bodybuilding, I noticed that everyone would always look at their muscle best muscle group under the best light after they've got a pump but I always used to do the opposite I'd always look at the worst muscle group in the mm. worst light without a pump and think if I can bring that up then yeah. I'm going to be uh, more satisfied you know yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know I, I, I so I'm a, I'm a realist like that yeah. and I just think that um, you know being in school and failing at school I hated school and whenever people said you know in the they're the best years of your life. I was thinking, what is coming <laughs> out of this then? This is terrible. Oh, no. Hated it. Hated yeah. school. And uh, I was never able to retain the content. I wasn't interested in mathematics or religious education or anything like that. So I never really retained it. It wasn't until I actually started doing something that I wanted to do, mm. going to college, uh, studying international health and sports therapy, that I started retaining the content, you know. And uh, I just think that being kind of that undercard of you know not having that ability made me be s uh, I was stubborn to a certain degree and thought well if I can't do this I'll show you how I can do this mm. uh, and I won't have the talent for it necessarily because I just wasn't smart enough but I'll outwork it yeah you know, I'll read if it takes me 10 times to read this book to get it into my head I'll read it 10 times mm -hmm. you know or I'll listen to it and read it I do that to this day I'll often I'll read a book and listen to that same mm -hmm. book at the same time yeah. just to retain it just to remember the name of the author you know <laughs> <laughs> right. and, and yeah. so I've and but I've always thrived off that and um, you know when I was I was dealing with a period in my life when I was only sleeping three hours a night because I had this mold toxicity sensitivity that I didn't know about at the time and wow. it'd affect me during the day. I'd have three hours sleep a night, but I would tra out train anybody that I'd train with. Mm. And I'd like burn the candle at both ends and yep. work an uh, ungodly amount of hours. And I was an ass. I was an ass, but I'd pat, my on, pat myself on the back for saying, yeah, you're a warrior. You can do this. 
push it again. Show these guys <laughs> what's up. And it was an internal fight. Yeah. You know, it was definitely an internal fight. And I just figured, okay, the people that I'm competing against back then, not so much then, if I, if I don't have the talent or the potential, the genetics, then I will outwork them. Mm. And uh, regardless of what happens to my health, right. you know, even though I was eating healthy and I was supplementing and I was hydrating, I wasn't getting that rest and recovery, which is definitely essential uh, to health. And uh, it wasn't until then, you know, I, I tried everything. I went to uh, Dr. Spanag's clinic in Florida when he, with his brain fry scan, could see that I had major mold toxicity that was able to kind of fix that. Mm. So I kind of changed everything after that where I just really focused now more so on my health and my sleep because now I look at some of the content that I used to write back then in some of the books that I published. I'm like, wow, who was that person? <laughs> Completely different. What an asshole. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. right. right. Some would probably still think I am. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and what's the, I guess y there's, there's a lot of different areas that you've um, kind of built out uh, as far as being healthy and, and focusing on that. Uh, is there anything just either top of mind or maybe something more recent that you could just throw out that like, hey, this has been kind of a really good thing that you've been getting into? Yeah, so uh, it's probably going to sound a bit woo-woo and a bit hippie, uh, but, you know, definitely the hot and cold, you know, I got the sauna here. I love getting in the sauna and then getting in the ice after. Mm -hmm. But kind of grounding myself and making sure that I'm getting plenty of the restorative red light because with my job, you know, a lot of the time I'm indoors, I'm on the yeah. computer, or if I'm traveling like I was in India recently, for two <coughs> weeks I didn't see sunlight, wow. didn't see it at all. Wow. And I've just found that really changes me. So I uh. hack my environment now when I travel. I've got yeah. what's called like a juve infrared panel that gives me that mm. restorative red light because, you know, we have photoreceptors in our eyes mm. penetrating to our retina and on our skin. And if we don't get that, the brain, the body doesn't really understand the circadian rhythm, doesn't know when to release melatonin to sleep. That's uh. why when we're under artificial light in the evening at like 10, 11, 12 or on the computer, we may find it hard to sleep if you have that sensitivity. I'm light sensitive. Mm -hmm. uh, so definitely being cognizant of my circadian rhythm. So if I'm watching TV or if I'm exposed to artificial light, I'll block out those uh, blue lights with, with, uh, mm -hmm. uh, with glasses called blue blocks. And then uh, you know, I'll make sure that I have the restorative red light in the morning. Uh, you know, from like the sunrise, if I can't get that, I have to mm -hmm. hack my environment. And then whilst I'm doing that, I'm grounding myself. You know, I have my shoes off because we're exposed to a lot of uh, positive eons and uh, EMF rays and gamma, gamma rays. So by uh, grounding myself, I just find that I may, and you know, studies have shown us that you can r uh, absorb <coughs> the negative eons, remove yourself a lot of this uh, EMF mm. contamination just feel so much better of it. I'm just always yeah. trying to, you know, feed my mitochondria, my energy source, and feel good about it. And obviously, meditation can do that. I am practicing it. I haven't mastered it by any means. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a, a long-winded answer to, <laughs> <laughs> to the what are yeah. two, what's the two yeah. things that people can do? Well, there's five maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the simple stuff that that you know people get probably caught up too much on all this other stuff. Yeah, like you yeah. know, because you think about it, light, water, hydration, breath. It's all very, very important. You can't yeah. live without water. You can't mm -hmm. live without breath. See how far you go. But we all think that we know how to breathe. 
And mm-hmm. I learned this from uh, Lid Hamilton just yesterday. I was at, at his house in Malibu. Oh, wow. And uh, he's got this program called XPT. And he's talking about the importance of the breath. And, of course, you're hearing him, you're listening, but you yeah. don't really know until you get underneath the water with these dumbbells and do this workout, you realize how important that the breath is. But the thing is, we just gasp and breathe when we need the oxygen, when we're pushing ourselves. Mm. And we just take shorter, sal- shallow breaths at all <laughs> other times, but we really never know or understand the regulation and the depth of the breathing that is needed uh, for, for our health. Mm. So wow. he does a lot of his training with his mouth closed and th- through the nose. You know, Apparently, he was telling me that... I, I haven't looked into this, haven't researched it, but he was telling me that uh, what the Native Americans used to do years ago to become the warrior is run 60 miles, yes, six zero miles with water in their mouth. They couldn't let that water out. They couldn't drink it. They couldn't do anything. And (laughs) once they got to wherever they got, or maybe it was a circle, I don't know, they would have to show by spitting that water out that they did it. And then they were the leader, the warrior, or whatever it may be of of that tribe. Yeah. So that's that's what he does a lot of the time. He will have water in his mouth and train or go around the house to force his breath and be cognizant of the depth of that breath as well. So we were doing a lot of breathing yesterday yeah. for about 15 minutes at the <coughs> end of this XPT training. Man, I slept well last night. It was <laughs> tough. It was tough. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we did Wim Hof breathing, box breathing, all that sort of stuff. You know, okay. yeah. And you could feel it. For the first 10 minutes, maybe not, but it wasn't until we actually focused on this other uh, part of the breathing which you then did eventually go to all through the mouth that I felt my cortisol levels just go down at the end of this hard workout yeah. which we had hot and cold thermogenesis as uh-huh. well it's like wow I get it <laughs> I yeah. get it without even thinking about it it's amazing it's hard to explain until yeah. you experience it that's cool yeah hmm. yeah and he, he's definitely one of the guys too that's been uh, you know you look at all the stuff that that he's done as well on his, and and it's still finding ways to to improve and to yeah, grow and, and to so enthusiastic about it as yeah. well. It's like he's ten years old, you know, <laughs> so like that he's doing it for the first time. You know, he must have yeah. explained it to me, uh, you know, uh, as he did to uh, hundreds of other people. Right. But like he's so enthusiastic about it, he lives it. He is, he is nature, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also probably finding those things that work for different people too because yeah. then there's a lot of like oh no this is this is the way and this is the workout and this is the 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 fast or you know whatever that might be and like you said it needs to be healthy and it and it's and it's going to be slightly different for each person too i mean you can glean good things from that but yeah i mean it's uh it's still unique right yeah 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 for sure there's no doubt about it and you know like that's why i was asking him i was like what what were breathing were we doing was it wim hof was it box he said he named off about five or six he says i just throw them all in there <laughs> it tends to work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. And and how much of the I guess with the cage muscle and these other brands are you um still pretty heavily involved throughout the kind of the direction or where those things are going or what's kind of that next place that you're seeing that uh that brand going yeah for sure myself and my business partners we're constantly formulating testing new products we just sampled new products again now in huntington beach uh this week a bcaa flavored bcaa flavored um like a a, a fruit flavored like a vegetarian protein plant-based protein Mm. multivitamin that we're working on that'll be coming out hopefully at the end of the year all organically grown 
and naturally grown because a lot of them are synthetic and mm. in the efficacious dosages needed for uh, active people. Mm. Uh, so we're always working on something new. Now, the thing is, like, if you look at a lot of other brands, like, they have a huge line of products. And we've been around for four years now, but we have a very small line of products mm. because it takes us such a long time in R&D to make sure that we have the right flavor profile before we go forward and put it out there yep. we could have made obviously a lot more money by having like 50 products uh, yeah. but again that's not our purpose our purpose is only to bring something to the market if we feel it is the best within that category on the planet mm. if it's not forget it like we're trying protein bars at the moment mm. well more of like a meal replacement bar i'd say yeah. but unless we feel that it is the absolute best on the market you will never see that release to the public you know we're testing wow. it we're trying it at the moment it's great very simplistic we want to have like less than you know uh 10 ingredients for sure uh and all natural but if it ain't right it ain't right yeah. you know so but we it doesn't mean that we won't try and spend thousands <laughs> of dollars <laughs> totally. uh, giving it a go you know what i mean so uh you know that's yeah. what, that's kind of where we're going with the, with the company just expanding and obviously the flavors because it takes a long time to naturally flavor and color a product. Mm -hmm. And what I try to do is bring my British heritage over here where we don't use a lot of artificial colors and flavors. Mm -hmm. They're banned. They're mm. banned there. Wow. But they're not banned here. Wow. You know, your red, you know, red four, your yellow five and all that sort of stuff and all these dyes. Uh, you know, we just, so I don't believe in that. So mm -hmm. it takes us such a long time to, when you look at the amount of ingredients that we have to flavor, then naturally flavor it on top of that, mm. takes a long, long time and, uh, and it's very costly. Yeah. But uh, selfishly, I'm only, you know, we're only putting something together that I want to put in my body right. and mm -hmm. give to my kids if I had kids or my nieces or you know, mm -hmm. my parents or anything like that. So selfishly, I want to feed something that I know that is going to connect the sports performance sector and the health supplement sector because there's mm. a massive disconnect there at the moment. And I don't want to put out something to improve someone's performance but sacrifice their health. You know, yeah. it has to be a bit of both. Yeah. You know, I think that's why we do well on platforms such as a vitamin shop. Yeah. You know, we weren't created to be a brick and mortar brand, but in a, bra in a platform, because we don't make mar uh, margin, uh, but in a platform like that, it seems to do well because people are going there for their CBD or for their collagen or yeah. for you know their their vitamin C uh, mm -hmm. skin serum or whatever it is. So that you know, even though our name is Caged Muscle, it's kind of hardcore. Um, it doesn't really totally explain the profile that we have in right. the bottle. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've noticed right. that a lot. Um, just from because I I use it all day every day um for a couple of years now and i've like half my family's drinking it all and using it and roommates and a bunch of my friends stuff like that but now was one thing that they always brought up they're like well why does you know like the hydro charger drink that all the time and you, you only have the three flavors and they're like well, why is there only three flavors like this company's got a thousand different ones and i was like and you know just from hearing from you and learning all that stuff about the the dyes and all the different you know the the um the bcas and stuff like that that's from bird feathers and all this kind of stuff they're like they start freaking out they're like what so they'll go grab the stuff that they're using and look at they're like oh my gosh there it is like i ain't using this stuff anymore like putting that stuff in their body and so it's it's been cool hearing from you and taking that and having other people use it and loving it and i mean the flavors are 
amazing, but they're all natural and you know stuff like that. So that's been that's been really cool. You know, just yeah, you seeing about people. It. Yeah, we're in the health sector. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to be health and involved in fitness. A lot of people are fit, yeah, but they're not healthy. Mm. And I, you know, unfortunately, even though supplements are part of that sector, it doesn't feed the sector mm-hmm. at all. You know, so that's something that we just want people to be aware of. Like I said, I'm not here to market to anybody. Right. It's up to you what you do with <coughs> your body. You know, I don't know you. However, I do care. So, you know, this is why we put it together and that, that's mm-hmm. why we kind of share it. Yeah. yeah. And, awesome. and what do you think if, uh, obviously, there's different people having different desires and, and you, you found out some stuff along the way that maybe didn't know, you know, having a gym franchise or stuff like that, it comes along the way. But for someone that just either, whether it be on the health side or even trying to start off something like this for, them, for themselves or just, is there any... Um, I guess, insight you would say to those that are wanting to, you know, they have a desire to go create something or do something or pursue it. Like what's, what's kind of those initial steps you could tell them to Number to one, you have to have an obsession, a complete obsession. So you don't mind working late nights and weekends for many, many years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, I find a lot of people that they, 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 you know, just like people who want to sign up for a transformation, they have the best intentions. Come January, then March, it's fallen off. Mm-hmm. Y- y- it has to be something that keeps you up at night. Like, I'm obsessed about my health now. I love finding out about the latest biohack. Why? <coughs> because I've got the low hanging fruit down. I'm not going to go for that expensive biohack if it's something that is going to replace what I'm doing with my training, nutrition, supplementation, light, et cetera. It's that icing on the cake. Mm. Um, so th- there definitely has to be that aspect in it. And you've got to do it for the right reasons. You're not doing it just for yourself. Yes, I'm doing it for myself because I want good supplements. I want to train in a gym that's you know, got equipment that I've handpicked. Mm. But it has to be logically sensible for people to facilitate to change their own lives because right. no one really wants to know about you honestly they want to know how you can help them mm-hmm. so that's what that's got to be the reasoning behind whatever brand that you're putting out there how is it going to help how is it going to help with the legacy that you want to leave and that you want to be remembered by can you look your wife or your family member in the face and say I'm doing this right and I'm doing it for the right reasons if not you know, pick pick another yeah. uh, career path. You know, because hmm. uh, you know it, it's going to be short lived. Otherwise, yeah, people do it and they they're, they're successful. But you know, I don't know if those people can really l- look at themselves in a mirror and live with themselves. Who knows? I don't know. You know, just telling you my advice of the way that yeah. I'd suggest that you go about it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, w- we appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your <laughs> busy day, just coming back from traveling. You guys were down in California, and I mean, got a lot of really cool, cool stuff going on. Where, uh, where can people go just to, I mean, if they haven't uh, seen your stuff before, or just the different, as far as the businesses and your, you know, personal page and stuff like that. Yeah, will you have links in your show notes mm-hmm. or not? Okay, mm-hmm. then perfect, because there's a few of them. Uh, but main thing, if, if people will just want to find out a, l- a bit about me, uh, go yep. to my Instagram, K-R-I-S, Chris, yep. Gethin, G-E-T-H-I-N. And uh, obviously the website, you know, with, with Caged Muscle, that's with a K, K-A-G-E-D, Muscle, and uh, Chris Gethin Gyms. And uh, yeah, you'll be, you'll be able to find me somewhere yeah. amongst all that lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, we got some, got some good insights to, yeah. to the mix of... Of Chris Gethin today, we definitely appreciate you coming on with us. No, mm-hmm. I appreciate you having me, guys. Yeah. You know what you guys are doing is absolutely phenomenal as well. 
you know, even just working with you just a few years ago to see where you're going now, I think you doing the pl this podcast is perfect, absolutely perfect, because there's going to be a lot of people that want to know, how can I do what you guys are doing? Mm -hmm. I know it probably seems like an amazing fantasy adventure. <laughs> it's probably yeah. far from it, you know what I mean? Because everyone yeah. just sees the Instagram version. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's the suffering that goes behind it as well. But that suffering yeah. is obviously turning into success. So yeah. really happy to see that with you guys, you know? Thank yeah. you. No, it's been it. fun. We can, we can relate to a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The first time I've seen your face, Micah, as well. <laughs> I know. He shaved not, his beard off with a beard. I, was like, I, thought it, I thought it was you when I first walked in here. It's like Josiah. Oh, no, it's Micah. <laughs> I know, right? I kept telling him, I was like, yeah. you need to just grow the beard. Like, I can't. I've got, like, maybe a quarter inch, and this is, like, two months right here. Just and Michael like beard envy. grows that in like a day. Jeez, <laughs> like, man. So, so yeah. the, he's the brother that got all the testosterone in, and you got the I, estrogen. I, I, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that one. Hey, <laughs> I'll tell you what, there was a pause there, so uh, hey, yeah, must be true. Like, wait a second, wait a <laughs> second. I don't know how to answer that. But. Yeah, no, yeah, he definitely yeah. got the uh, the good the good beard genes than I did. So yeah. I'll put yeah. it that way. But, yeah, but if that if that leads to a hairy body. Well, maybe he hasn't got the good genes because I've got that gene and it's a pain in the ass. Oh, right. Well, it's it's been a good, this both of our sides coming together to make it happen. I mean, it's been good. We were, you know, two different people, but yeah. it's been a fun, you know, it's led to meeting cool people like you and getting to work and, you know, create some cool, cool content out there as well. So mm -hmm. we're... Uh, we're glad to do it. I mean, it's been a fun process. That's cool, uh, man. I'm proud yeah. of you guys. That's yeah. freaking badass. Thank yeah, you. appreciate it. One quick question before you run, because I know you got to go. Uh, how did you come up with Cage Muscle? The as, name? Yeah, as, as the name for your brand. Is it, is the name of the magazine that I had uh, what, that I published when I was living in L.A. because I'm heavily involved and, um, you know, a, a, a huge fan of mixed martial arts. Uh-huh. So like it was caged fighting back then mm, before it become like gotcha. UFC and MMA, right. and uh, the publication that I had had both MMA in there and bodybuilding. No so way. I thought caged muscle, perfect. And then it became my body space name, which is like the Facebook uh, uh -huh. for fitness on bodybuilding, and yep. then it kind of stuck from there. You know? Huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Did yeah. you ever do MMA? Like no, I did uh, Muay Thai. I taught okay. Muay Thai kickboxing for a while within my gym that I had in Australia. Uh, but like I, I love UFC, I love MMA. Yeah. You know the professional fight league. We sponsor that. Uh, there's a couple of UFC fighters like Brian Ortega. I was with mm -hmm. during the week. We uh, shot some content. Cool. And messed around yes. with him. He's one of our athletes. And Amanda Nunes mm -hmm. is another one of the cage yep. muscle athletes. And Megan Anderson as well. So I cool. I, I love the MMA. That's <laughs> awesome. You guys are all over the place. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, good people. Good yeah. people. Good. It's good. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks again. Thanks for we'll being on the uh, podcast, man. Oh, thank you. It. Anytime. My my absolute pleasure, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Signing off.